Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the AG podcast and today is actually quite a special day um, for the podcast as we are celebrating our fourth birthday. Um, we, you know, a couple of weeks ago, back in June 2018, um, we had the first ever pilot episode with myself, Jam and Joby. Um, so we have, uh, yeah, hit now episode 86, four years down the line. So just quickly off the bat, thank you to everyone that's um, been involved over the years, um, you know, coming on the show and um, taking part, you know, you are, you are part of the podcast. Um, you know, every single member on AG is part of the podcast and, you know, has been involved in some way or another so um thank you for that and um you know here's to the next uh, the next four years worth um right as always joining me on today's episode is jaminator good evening mate evening how are we doing yeah not too bad how are you yep good thank you very much not good, too bad good 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 and also joining us on today's episode is morris good evening morris are you getting much sleep at the moment Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I couldn't tell you whether it's morning, afternoon, evening. I don't know where I am at the moment. <laughs> That's it. But I'm well, here. Um, obviously, huge congratulations to you, and um, thank you for thank taking you the much. time out to uh, to come on. And also joining us on today's well. episode is everyone's favourite, Satie. Good evening, Satie. Good evening, guys, and congratulations, Ben. Thank you. And uh, thank you for coming on again. As always, it's a pleasure. So we're just going to start off, um, obviously, for today's agenda. We're going to start with Division 3, um, followed by the F1. We're then going to hear, uh, well, have a look at Division 2, um, followed by the Golf. We'll then have a little look at Division 1. Uh, and then to round off the podcast, we've uh, we've picked a game of the week, and we're just going to have a little talk about that um, to end off. So Division 3, um, I'm going to start, obviously, at the top. Satie played 4, won 4. It's been a good start for you so far. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Very close games, though. I would say they could have gone either way. So yeah, um, yeah, no, it's mean, nice to be twelve points. I mean, yeah. I was just just obviously looking at your games that you've played. You played tunners. You won three two and four three. So literally a goal in them, <clears> and then three two against pain and three two against pain again. Um, so yeah. he's, he's, he's taking on the WhatsApp crew single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's ripping them apart. I, I, I'm, not I, <laughs> I'm taking this as close as uh, it insisted. It, um, it suggests. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is with FIFA, when you lose games in the last few minutes, you know, it, it doesn't feel great for anyone when you're playing the game, does it? And it's easy to sort of. But do you know what? All of them games could have gone either way, and um, that's that's why I love playing FIFA. And you know, last season Payne beat took four points off of me. This time I took six off of him, and it's just the way it goes. But they were really good games. That's why I joined AG for games like those 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 set of fixtures. To be honest. Yeah, I mean that's it. Um, I mean, obviously, looking at you know your next sort of couple of games, um, are you feeling confident that you can maybe um, carry on the wins? But do you know what? I know it's an old cliche, um, Ash, but I literally am going to take each game as it comes because I think Division 3 is quite unpredictable. I I couldn't tell you right now who I think will be the top two or three. I've got an idea, but anyone can beat anyone in that division. And, um, you know, you look at Wizfox. Wizfox is a good player. He hasn't started well, but on his day can beat anybody. And then you've got our, our old friend Storm who could easily win the league, but could equally have a... A mid-season league, do you know what I mean? So, so um, it it's a difficult one, and I know it's an old cliche, but I'm taking it one game at a time, literally. 
That's it. I mean, I'm just looking at who you have got next, and it is a um, a certain scouser. So <laughs> it, it should be um, <laughs> it should be six points. <laughs> well, yeah, you say that, but I actually watched Harry's game against Wiz, and he, he played well. Uh, Harry, it, it quite surprised me. He actually played some football. You know, it wasn't all kick and rush. So uh, yeah, no fair play. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jam, you know, looking at this division, the two names that we always pin out, I mean, all right, the three names we always pin out, Harry, Rhino and Payne. Um, I just, I, I want to talk about Payne because he's 10th. He's sitting 10th in this division, mm. only above Andy Brill. And if Andy Brill, <coughs> God forbid, wins a game, then he will go above Payne Wales. I mean, this Payne is a player that you expect to see at the top. I mean, he's lost... He's only won one game out of his first six and has lost five of them. Um, you know, obviously, two defeats to uh, Satie. He did win against Curley um, and then lost both to Soggy. Um, it's not been a good start, has it? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, I mean, Payne, um, Satie mentioned earlier on, I think that it is a it is a tough division to call. And I think we said that on the, the preview pod as well. It's, it's sort of anyone's guess as to who out of maybe the three or four you assume are going to be up there will we'll, we'll take the win, I think. Um, when you when you look at it in context, um, you know, Saiti is one of the favourites for the division. So, you know, losing two games to, and again, by like Saiti said, by a goal as well. Mm. Either way, it's it, there were tight games. Um, and again, I've been saying for a long time now. For me, I think Soggy is a good player. Um, you know, and he's starting to actually get a decent team now. Um, so again, you could see potentially a good season for him as well. So, I think it's a mixture of maybe just look at the draw. Mm. And also, obviously, the, the sort of the people he's played, but also a little bit of maybe lack of passion at the minute. I think he's, you know, he's having a bit of a struggle with FIFA. Do, so, do you know, think it's... maybe it's the um, as we approach the end of a FIFA? We, I mean, I suppose everyone goes through that phase, don't they, towards the end of it, where things sort mm. of slowly start. Do you think maybe it could be, you know, end of FIFA sort of um... like lethargy? Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think, yeah, I think potentially, yeah. I think um, there is definitely an element of that. I think it's. Some people are on the site for different things. Like Payne Lobley admit the main reason he's on the site is for team building mm. and for transfers and things like that. That's, that's the most interest he gets out of it. Um, you know, so I think, again, for me, I think it is, it is a tough one. But I wouldn't write him off just yet. I think that that, that is a false position. I think I'd expect Absolutely. to see Payne make a charge for the playoffs there or thereabouts, you know, sort of sixth, seventh um, yeah. as a minimum by the end of the season. Um, one of the things I was going to say, actually, was um, so uh, when a certain rhino asked me who was going on the pod this week. Um, and I said, Satie, he said, Oh, ask Satie who he thinks is his next best challenger is. Um, Ooh. I think whether he wanted himself to be named, I don't know, but I think he's assuming that you're, your top dog at the minute, Satie. Um, I've been playing him recently and, um, I've beaten him as many times as he's beaten me. So it's been quite 50, 50. Um, with a direct, um, answer to that question though, I would say storm. I think storm will win the league. Um, I always find him difficult when I play against him. Um, but also, as well, Rhino is a better player than he used to be, and he'll be there or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. I think, getting back to your, the subject about Payne, what I find strange sometimes is, with Payne, is he will have some good players and do well, and then all of a sudden he's got them up for sale. And mm -hmm. he, I don't know. 
to. I, I like to but, keep my. Yeah, I mean, there's a few the though, isn't there? The fantasy site, isn't it? There's you know, few that, I mean, that like me, that. Me and Bry had this conversation before. Bry will keep his players, and and he wants to build a, a squad over, you know, three four seasons. Whereas I'm in maybe more the pain camp, where or maybe I'm a mixture of the two. I'll, I'll keep some of my favourites, but there are some people that are definitely expendable, and if I trade them up, I, I don't really mind too much. Um, that's that's the way I would would I would look at it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, get what you mean it's it's a tough one. It's 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 a tough one that you get a mix of players in the in the division to do different things with that. Yeah, I mean, and that's a debate in itself, isn't it? Really, the idea mm. of um, you know some people will sell players left, right, and centre. Um, you know, your your rhinos, your pains, and you, you know, your um, your marks, and a few others. You know, and and these people are the ones that you know, as we've said, you know, they sell players, they get involved with the transfers, they get involved with the BFAs. That's it's brilliant. Um, but then you have the people, you know, myself is included in this, you know, that do like to hold on to some of the players, um, especially some of the lower rated ones and players that I know are going to sort of, you know, I like sort of watching how they progress over the course of a season. And, you know, uh, every player has its price at some point. You know, I mean, mm. I, I sold Nunes at the start of the season. I sold him to Joe. I didn't think he was going to do much of him given to Joe's uh, record on this FIFA. And he's, um, it, well, we'll talk about Division 2 shortly, but um, he's done very well. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, that in itself is a debate. I mean, Morris, just a, a name that I do want to talk on in this division is Gazgrass. Now, Gaz is always someone that I think's been up and around the top. Again, he's he's had a good start to this season. You know, has dropped the points against Lost Boy, but then you know, he's, I'm just looking at his results here: six four against Wiz Fox, six four against Wiz Fox. So twelve goals in two games, which is mad. Um, and then three one defeat to Lost Boy, and then a seven three win against him in the second. Um, do you expect, looking at sort of, you know, some of the names in this division, Gaz, Satie, uh, you know, we talked about Payne and Rhino. Um, who, who do you think, top five, you know, the sort of names that you'll see over, I, go towards the top I, over the season? I'm on board with what you guys are saying. Um, Gaz Grass doesn't lead for Golden Boot, probably because of those two games that you just listed out where he got 12 goals in two games. Uh, Satie, I play quite regularly on head-to-heads, and they're always close end-to-end games so I know Sate is very capable of being up there Rhino's a very good player um, I think I had Worm in the Eliminator and he plays very very attacking football it was really hard to keep him out that's the only game that I've got for reference against him though and you've you've been mentioning Storm as well I've only ever played Storm once and it was when we had as Champions League teams so that's not a fair Fair assessment. But I've got him in the Eliminator as well when he's back off holiday from Florida, so we'll see how he does. But yeah. I, think, I think you're all bang on money with the names that you're picking out. Say, Rhino, Storm, Worm, the likes of them. I think they'll all be top finishers. Yeah. It will be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. Um you know, because I think Payne will propel up there. Uh, Reiner will be up there. Yourself, Satie and Gaz will sort of just strengthen at the top. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where just, things are just, in the next pod. Just before we move on as well, one, one of the things I wanted to say, um, and if, me and you spoke about this in our league games, which again, we'll come on to because they were very favourable for me. I'll put that in there mm. right now. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. uh, in, in terms of me, me and uh, Rhino were talking and Tunnels was in, in the party. Actually, I think it was when he was playing you, Satie, actually, yeah. the other night. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know if anyone else gets like this, and this might sound incredibly sad, but at the end of the day, we're all sad because we're on this website and we're all trading players that aren't real and playing FIFA or whatnot. But anyway, um, does anybody else get it where, you know, you play head-to-head, you play friendlies, even cup games to an extent, and it's, it's just another game. But then when your league games come round, like I played Bunsey the other night, and all day at work, I was thinking, oh, I've got Bunsey in the league tonight. What shall I set up like? And, you know, you're sort of thinking all day, you're sort of going through it in your head how the game is going to play out. I just... And, then, <laughs> and, then, and then you sort of go into it. You go into it and then you just fucking get absolutely smashed. And you think, what the hell am I even doing? Like, I don't know. Like league games, I think there's a different, there's like a nervous energy around it. You know, I don't, I don't, know, if anyone, again, I don't know if anyone agrees, but for me, I think definitely. it's it's, uh, it's definitely, I think you, you play different. Say say to you first. Yeah, I I totally agree. In fact, you know, when we had, you know, what happened to AG over the last few days, you know, where we thought the site was shutting, I thought, for me, it was like devastating because every day, all I seem to do is think, oh, how can I improve my team? What shape should I play? Da, 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 da. And and it (laughs) it does take over your head quite a bit. And I heard Morris say, you know, his other half will be happy that he's not on the phone all the time. Well, I'm just the same. You know, I get up in the morning and think, has anyone put a decent player up for sale, etc., etc. Yeah, it takes that. Yeah, it's, I think it's brilliant. And and I think you're saying you spoke to Tunners. Maybe he thought he's had a couple of head-to-heads with me and he, he won both the games. And then in that in those two games I played him, they were very equal. Mm. But at the end of the day, let's be honest, whoever wins, wins, don't they, at the end of the day? Do you know what I mean? And there is a bit yeah. of pressure on the league games. I think there is. I, I used to really get nervous at the league games and sometimes be two or three down before I started to relax. Uh, I don't get that so much now. So, yeah, I totally agree. What Morris, saying. what do you think about that? Totally agree as well. Get very I mean, yeah, important. again, there's not much else important going on in your life right now, is there? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. League, games, league games probably occupy a lot of your heads. <laughs> yeah. You're spot on. Nothing else at all. But no, you're right. It's um, it's a weird one because it really doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, does it? It's just a game. But as soon as you get to league games, I'm sat up in the chair. I'm leaning in a bit yeah. more. I'm yeah. more focused. I don't have different um, actual in-game game plans. I have a very one-way of playing, and it's just attack, attack as much as I can. But mm. definitely, there's a lot more focus at going to the league games. I don't know. Is there many people on the site though that have specific game plans for specific people? No, no, no. So, to clarify, to clarify, what I, what I meant was, I think Zaytie maybe got what I meant. It's like you, you sort of like, for fuck's sake, I really don't want to look. So like, when you kick off in a head-to-head, I'll literally pass back to the first player, and then I'll fucking charge down the pitch and try and score whereas in a league game I'm like right don't lose possession because you'll count oh, right, score okay, or you know yeah. oh it's yeah, Morris I'm so Morris now. Morris plays real high pressure so I want to make sure I'm you know trying to wear him out and it's not like a different game plan but it's like you, you're frightened of losing the ball or you're frightened of going to goal down because yeah. you worry you're not going to be able to get back mm. yeah nice yeah. yeah I also think since the games have been streamed as well and this really is quite sad mm. I've been watching these streams thinking oh how will I play when I play against them sort of looking for weaknesses <laughs> I, I don't think that's i don't think that's well again it probably is sad because we're all sad aren't we like i said but i think i think that's that's you get i've been doing the same i think not just for that you know but for also for just purely entertainment purposes hoping that someone turns burger over and, and stuff you know <laughs> uh, um but um but it's uh it's more so yeah when you watch these games there, there is some cracking games mm. you know we're going to come on to one later on obviously and, and our yeah. games are Mm. Our games were last game was ridiculous. Yeah, you know, that's uh, it. we we could have been game of the week, really. Mm. Um, you know, hindsight, we probably should have been. You know, <laughs> but, um, it's obviously a wonderful thing. 
Let's get it, let's get it right, though, yeah? I mean, do, do you know what? I mean, I'm a bit older than you guys, but um, FIFA's a fantastic game. People do oh. knock it. Yes, it's got its flaws. I get that completely. But it's still an amazing game, FIFA. Yeah, we, we all still buy it every year, don't we? It's we a, yeah, it's a great it, game. So. It really is. You know, but yeah, the highs and the lows. How many times have I sworn and I've conceded in the last minute? How many times have I jumped off my seat? When I scored the winning goal against Tunners in the 90th minute, I jumped out of my chair. You know, so <laughs> why not? That's it. <laughs> but you take the highs and the lows, you know, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's, it's like real football in a way. Do you know what I mean? You can't... I, I, I love FIFA. It's got its flaws. But at the end of the day, well, I'll still buy it. Yeah, of course it will. <laughs> yeah, as we all will. Right, let's move on, and we're going to move away from Division 3, and we're going to go over to the world of F1. Obviously, last week of the season coming up uh, before a couple of weeks break for the uh, the Love Islanders, um, and then an F2 season on the way. So uh, let's hear what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. So, Joe, take it away. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me back for another F1 roundup. It's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke, and since then we've had two different races. We were at China two weeks ago, and we were at France on Monday night, just gone. We'll take a quick look at the results from those. In Division 1 in China, we had a win for Burger Boy. He finished the race 12 seconds clear of DX Jaminator, with Plunker in third, Mark the Shark in fourth, and myself in fifth place. On Monday night, just gone again in France, it was a win for Ben A.J. Cooper. He's already got the championship tied up, but he extended his gap there. We had Burger Boy in second, who carried in his great form. Sweater Bananas in third, myself in fourth, and Mark the Shark in fifth place. In Division 2, it was a win for Diadex in China, continuing his fantastic season. Again, already got the championship wrapped up, but just making sure, extended his gap over his rivals. We've got Paul Lowe's in second place there. We've got Eamon Raz in third, Harry in fourth, and the new guy Mika Fika in fifth place. In France, again, I think it was the first win of the season for Riverman. Well done, Riverman. We had Diadex in second place there with a fast slap of a 136.7. Sadie in third place. Well done, Sadie. Eamon Raz in fourth. Fourth and Red Rhino in fifth. We'll just take a quick look at both those championships. Again, they've both been tied up already. So we've got Ben AJ Cooper top of Division One. He's on 198 points. We've got Burger Boy in second on 123. Sweaty Banana in third on 115. We've then got Jaminator in fourth on 89. Plunker on 83 and myself on 65. Division two again. Didex well wrapped up by now. He's got 175 points. Eamon Raz on 108. Emotional Worm on 95, Paul on 80, and Payne Wales on 79. Big news, guys, for next season, uh, season two on F1 2021. We're going to have an eight-week season on the F2 mode. For anyone that doesn't know, the F2 cars are a bit more like go-karts. They all have the same performance, so they're equal cars. Um, the F2 format is quite interesting. You have a couple of races every week. You have a sprint race and a feature race. After the first race, the first eight on the grid are reversed for the second race. So it's quite interesting. We'll have a team championship coming back as well. So there'll be teams of four. Uh, there'll be a prize for the winning team at the end of it. Again, it's an eight-week series. Look out for the sign-up for that. That'll be coming soon after the uh, end of this season. We have got one race left which is week 11. I can't remember the track, but that is on Monday night coming. Uh, and once that's done, we'll take a two-week gap and then the F2 series will kick off. Thanks, guys. Catch you later. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Joe. Right, Division 2. Uh, Morris, this is your division. Um, I'm going to start with you. Obviously, in the playoff spots at the moment, one uh, 
play four, won three, lost one. First loss of the season came against Sean, but then obviously you did win the second 4-1 against him. Um, how would you sum up the start? I mean, two wins against Hilly as well, which obviously is always nice. Hey, it's been a very good start. Um, I'd like to preface the the games I played against Sean were after spending over 12 hours in hospital. No food, just come home. So, you know, that's why I lost the only reason. No, no other reason. But, um, no, great start. Hilly, not a pushover at all. Um, two difficult wins, but got the six points. And then Sean, more than happy to share three points each against him. Someone else that's just come down from Division 1. Uh, yeah. This week is my bye week, so I'm a couple of games behind some of the people up at the top. So it's not a true reflection. I am still in those playoff spots, but... Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you win those two games and you've got on those above you, you know, you have Plunkett's, Bryce and Joe's, you will go above them into top spot. Um, I mean, Sean is an interesting character because I remember it wasn't that long ago, Jam, that he was challenging for the top of Division 1. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean <clears throat> near enough. I think, again, never maybe mounted a serious title challenge but yeah he was towards the top for sure definitely top mid table and if the you know if there was a playoff picture in, in division one he was definitely would have been in it um i think again we were we were in a party last night after the golden goal event and the um the, the general theme was that he kept saying he was crap and he was it was you know not doing very well and i think he, he got eliminated quite quickly um and then in a head-to-head i think i can't remember somebody beat him quite bad and then he took on river and absolutely smashed river into bits so i think it's just streaky players, I think. Um, you're always due to maybe have a bit of a knock to your confidence when you come down a division. Um, or sometimes it can go the other way. And, and Sean's not like this, so it wouldn't be in his situation. But some people might come down and think they're actually, you know, they're above the division. Um, you know, or they think they're actually going to walk the games and they get a, a short, sharp, uh, you know, reality check. And actually, in Division 2, not a lot of the games are easy. Um, I think, again, for me... <laughs> I do think he will probably struggle to make the top three, four positions now, even this early on in the season. I think you look at, um, for me, I, I think you're right, Morris, Sofa, mm. maybe Joe this season. You know, again, I've played yeah. him in a few head-to-heads. He's doing well. Um, those guys are going to probably have the, the top three positions sort of bolted down. Um, and then that might be paying uh, Brian Plunkett a disservice because obviously they're there at the moment. But... For me, I think that Joe Sofa and Morris are the stronger out of the, the top five there. So, again, I think Sean could still come back and my money would still be on him to secure a playoff spot. Yeah. But potentially in the sort of fourth of or the, fifth um, one tops. Yeah, in terms of the title. Mm, yeah, I think that I think you I think you're going to struggle to lose three games and win the title, I think, especially this early on. I think you'd have to maybe go the rest of the season picking up pretty much six points a game. Um to uh, you know, to, to try and get the um, the title at this stage, especially when you look at again, Morris has lost one, Sofa's lost one, Joe, yeah, he's lost two, but you know, otherwise he's doing okay. So I think, yeah, for me, I think he would he would struggle to, to be looking at the top two positions. But yeah, you, you never you never know. I hate to be nice to him, but Plunkett is playing really well at the moment, much better than what I'm playing. So he's definitely a contender. He's up there. I know he's usually sort of that top end of the table. Don't seem to yeah. make it up. Does he score enough goals though? Does he score enough goals though? Is the thing you know? Again, he's. I know. I know he's not much more than Bryan, but you know he's he scored thirteen. You've got Joe, who's played the same amount of games, scored eighteen. Sofa's scored. Uh, Sofa's played two less games and scored twenty. Um, you know yourself, you played two less games and scored only two less goals. So, for me, it would be that thing where I know Bry is awkward and Bry can sort of. Um, 
Bright can dig out results when you play him, um, you know, whether it be through set pieces or just through sheer determination. I don't know whether Plunkett has the the sort of that that gamesmanship. I don't know all that craft to try and like dig out a result. Again, you've obviously played him a lot more than me, Morris. So it would be it'd be you know you're the you're the sort of expert on that. I think he's playing really well at the moment. I don't know whether he's found his form or something, but he just normally I'd say on average I'd beat him sort of the majority of the time, but I can't get anything past him lately. His defending's really good and he's found a great attack with um I think it's called Shade. Shade and Kiefer Moore has got up front now. Big man yeah, up front. Yeah, Shade is got up front. I guess I guess that is the that is the other thing as well, just quickly. I mean, again, it's it's remiss of me to say that he's not scored as many goals because he's also not conceded anywhere near as many either. Um, you know, so it doesn't matter how many you score as long as you don't concede them. That's it. I mean, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. I mean, just sort of looking at the wins and players that he's played, Plunkett, he's played Sean, Hilly and Bertie, um, you know, three of the current bottom four. Um so the test will come over the coming week. I mean, you know, Plunkett has been in the in Division One for numerous seasons in the past, so we know he sort of toys around that sort of, um, you know, uh, that area. Um, the test will come over the couple of games that you know that he plays against the other top sides. You know, your Big Bs, your Joes, your Sofas, um, yourself, Morris. Um, so it'll be where he picks up the points there. I mean, say to you a couple of names that I want to talk about. Uh, with yourself in this division um, obviously we've mentioned Sofa currently unbeaten um, you know uh, no sorry he's not unbeaten he's 1-3 he's lost 1 um, but he has scored 20 goals in those 4 games um, including some hammerings um, against Bertie um, and then Raz and Diodex now, obviously, Diodex, we've spoken about quite a lot on the podcast in the past. You know, the sort of the rise of Dio, um, you know, from from the days of the bottom division and, you know, now sort of pushing up the uh, pushing up the divisions. Um, Raz and Dio, though, and so far, do you think mid-table towards the top? Or do you think maybe some of them might drop down? Maybe. I mean, I'm looking more maybe at, um... at the Raz and Dio. Mm. Without, you know, obviously upsetting people because these are just my predictions. But I, I played Braz the other night. Played Braz the other night, and although I beat him two one again and a late goal, I, I thought Braz played really well, and um, I, I think he's got enough resilience in him, especially defensively, mm. to 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 stay out of the the bottom two or three. Um, with, with Diode, I don't know. We're not. It's a difficult one, really, because I still think people are thinking he's diode and he's going to struggle, and he manages to upturn the form and still manages to pull out the results. So it's a difficult one. I I can see diode out of any of those two. I could see him being the one that would slip down more. I think Raz will be all right. Um, But do you know what? It's funny you mentioned something there, um, or or Ben did. Um, One thing that doesn't really get mentioned a lot is sometimes you can have players that are very, very similar and and there's not a lot in the games. Well, sometimes it is literally a new signing or a new player that makes a difference. Now, I played Morris the other night, and we usually have close games, but I thought in those two games he was excellent. Best he's ever played against me. And he had the lad from Riverman that he signed, and Silas, is it? Silas and... Is it Ockfar and Silas, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those two players were awesome for you, and they made such a difference to your team. And it can sometimes just be... A couple of players, and, and I think one of them is only rated at 73, Ben. Yeah, you Ocupal Ocupal 73. Ocupal yeah, 73. awesome. For 73, you, you'd pay big money for him, you know. Um, 
But yeah, sometimes just a, a player here and there can make a big difference in those tight games, you know. And I think when you're talking about Sean, I don't think Sean necessarily buys in the players like others do. Do you know what I mean? You look at his squad and you think, mm, you know, perhaps does he spend enough time getting the right players in? You know, he's still a good player. But yeah, I, I think the question you asked though was, I think Dyer might slip down a bit. I think Raz will be all right. Yeah, I mean, just on two of the points that, you know, you, you said there, I mean, Raz, Raz is an interesting one because obviously, you know, he's made it no secret that, you know, he prefers the lower rated players. Um, as we sort of approach the higher rated players and, you know, they start to come in a little bit more, um, you know, it will be interesting to see whether he still persists with the sort of lower rated ones or does start to cave into the sort of higher, higher rated ones. Um and just on the point of, um, you know, finding the right player, you know, as you say, you just need that right player to come in and do well and, and you can start storming. I'm looking at Joe in this division, um, you know, a player who in the past, in the past couple of seasons has struggled with this FIFA, you know, he'll admit that. Um, and, you know, he's got a cracking striker now um, up front. Um, courtesy of obviously yours truly um, and he's now third and a top goal scorer um, so you know it's it's all about finding that right player and you know that in itself as well is another debate um, for another you know another time um, but yeah finding the right player whether that's through a BFA or you know what's one man's uh, how does the saying go what's one man's uh, uh, trash is trash another treasure, treasure that's yeah. it Definitely. Um, so yeah. It's right. Did you hear the comment from? Did you hear the comment from some from Ali Sweaty Bananas? Sold Lang to Aaron. Mm. Aaron goes and smashes seven goals in two games with him, mm. and he's like asking the question, "How's that happen?" Because he couldn't get a tune out of him, and that's how it is. Everyone's placed differently, and and therefore, you know, getting a couple of players in can make a big difference. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We're going to move away from Division 2 and we're going to move over to the uh, the clubhouse and Bertie's going to give us the latest of what's been going on in the Ryder Cup. So Bertie, take it away. Thanks guys and welcome to the golf section of the podcast. This week it's all about the AG Ryder Cup, always one of the most popular events on our calendar where Red Rhinoceros's rock stars are taking on Bertie's Bozos. Big shout out here to Big B, who did me up a beautiful AG Ryder Cup logo, which you can see on the site. The teams were picked by Rhino and myself, and it's been closely contested early on. In the foursomes matches, the Bozos got a slight edge by going ahead by three and a half to two and a half. The one match being halved was the big derby match between Riverman and Joe, Riverman parted by Gasgrass, and Joe with Curly Worky, aka Trooper. However, as the four balls have progressed, the Bozos have taken a major lead. Indeed, only Bonzi and Morris won for the Rockstars so far, and with two of those four balls left, they now trail by three and a half to six and a half. There are 12 singles matches which have yet to come up, and they will be really the deciders of this year's title. We welcome Ash Cohn back to the game, and that makes it a 12v12 single matchup. And there are some cracking ones which we are looking forward to in that. You can see them all 
hopefully on stream as everybody I think will be streaming them and hopefully it's going to go down to the wire. Always a great contest and this year is no different. Until next time, thanks guys. Thank you very much for that, Bertie. Right, we're going to move back to Division 1 and uh, the last league on the site. And we're going to start, obviously, with um, the podcast Derby that was live on AGTV the other night. And this season, it did go the way of Jam. Um, four points, uh, including a thrilling last uh, your second game. Um, Last-minute yeah. equaliser. Um, as... Um, I think someone was it Bry. I think it might have been Bry. There was some proper uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday defending, league defending. Going, yeah. going on. Um, yeah. So you do take the bragging rights uh, of the game, but it was uh, it's not been uh, all in haste, has it? Because I'm just looking at the league table, and we're, we're going to start there. Eight played eight, one one. So that one win came against me, which yeah. is always a bit of a kick in the teeth. Drawn two again, another point that came against me. And then lost five. Um, what's uh, what's what's gone wrong this season so far? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> look, not an awful lot, I'll be honest. And it might sound a bit weird, but <clears throat> when you look at the people I've played, so I've played Brian, I've played Bunsey, I've played Ben, and I've played yourself. So they are. I mean, again, there's no easy games in in Division One. We know that. Um, but, you know, you look at some of the other people, you know, I've not played Top Cat. I've not played Mika. I've not played Mark River or Suited. I've not played any of those guys sort of really bottom of the division, middle of the division. I've played all the guys you'd expect potentially to get me, get one over on me. Um, me and yourself, again, flip of a coin in terms of who handles the, the game itself better, in my opinion. Um, you know, the start of our first game, I was effing and jeffing. I was livid. It was really not going my way at all. Mm. And then a couple of lucky bounces, and and, and I'm away. Mm. Um, and it was, you know, that's the that's been the theme of of my last two league games against yourself and Bunsey. I think that it's been that against you, I had some luck, and it went my way. Against Bunsey, it just was horrific. Every pass his player was magically in the way. Um, you know, it was one of those where you just you got absolutely nothing. Um, and yeah. again, it was it, it's fine. It's one of those things. Um, should have had a, a win. Uh, against Bunsey, it was 3-3 three, three, uh, because he scored a 90th minute cutback equaliser. Fuming. Oh, another 90th minute uh, Yeah, equaliser. well, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, again, could have easily been another four points on top of what I've got there, you know, which would have took me up to um, sixth or, you know, seventh there or thereabouts. Um, and it would have been a completely different story. So, yeah, for me, not not too concerned at all. I think my battles will come against the guys in and around where I am. And I still back myself to comfortably get out of that uh, relegation playoff. Um, I think I'll be 11th, 10th, 9th come the end of the season. Um, but, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I mean, myself, um, you know, played six, won, won one, lost one, drawn four. So, I, I mean, my first three games of the season were all draws. Two against Mark. Um, and then one against Riverman, um, and then a win against River, and then obviously the, the draw with yourself. Um, so yeah, I mean, middle of the table for me, um, you know, I will be happy with. I think I'll do enough to survive and stay away from the sort of relegation, you know, the sort of bottom three, bottom four, looking at that division. But I say this, I mean, you look at Mark, who's currently 13th, um, on five points, and it's literally 
I mean, just, you know, seven points. Two points above Mark is myself in seventh. Mm-hmm. So between seventh and 13th is two points. Um, yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of changes this season in terms of, you know, people moving around. Other than obviously, you know, the, the two at the top, you know, Berger and Brian is really, well, Berger in particular. I mean, obviously, Buncey's having a good season as well. Um, obviously, he has played a little bit more than uh, Brian and Berger. So if they both win their games, that could end up being a bit of a pointage gap. Um, or maybe that's the way it'll end up going. But in terms of the rest of the division downwards, I, I think it's going to be very, very compact. Um, maybe Sweaty, you know, Sweaty Bananas normally is up there as well. Um, it's going to be a very close division. Um, I mean, Morris looking at the bottom at the moment, Riverman, it's not gone well for River so far. Um, hasn't won a game. Two draws and four defeats. At minus 13 goal difference. And that's what he's got to turn around in the next couple of games, surely. It is, yeah. Um, hopefully his new signing, Patson Dacker, can help him out with that. Signed from me. Uh, I was messaging River earlier and he said he's not he's not enjoying Division 1. It's a big jump up, isn't it, from Division 2 to Division 1. Like someone mentioned it earlier, there's no easy games. Every game's a struggle. But we'll see how it goes. Who's he actually played so far? Sorry, I was just trying to find it myself. So he's played Buncey, myself, and then Brian. Okay, not easy games, are they? Not easy games at all. So hopefully he can pick up some points against the ones that you mentioned earlier. You know, the likes of Mark, Mika, maybe Disco. Topcats, um, I've had a few friendlies against Topcat. He seems to be a very similar player to me. And like it's just 100% for full 90 minutes. So I think he needs to pick up those those points where he can, and hopefully, you know, that new signing Dakar can do it for him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, I mean, uh, Sati, looking at the top, Berger, Brian. It's difficult to see anybody else really challenging. No, I, you're right. I think they'll be the top two. Berger, I hate to say it, will probably. Yeah, I do like Berger, but he probably will end up winning it, I think. Um, but it's funny, you, you know, you mentioned yourself um, um, earlier on there, Jam, and every time, I, do you know what, you're still the hardest player that I play on the site. I, I can play Berger and sometimes get a draw or get near to beating him, mm-hmm. similarly with other players. When I play you sometimes, I'm 5 nil down at half-time, thinking, <laughs> and like, you end up changing so much that you end up losing 6 or 7 nil. do you know what I mean? So I always find it difficult against you, and I always really struggle to see why you're down the bottom. But um, again, it's certain styles, I suppose, but um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? They say, is it what they say in boxing, styles make fights. Yeah. I think, I think that's it, isn't it? It's the same with FIFA, I think, and you know, you sort of... You've got, like, for example, again, I see Morris as very similar to myself. Like, we both play high-pressing, attacking football. Um, you've got some people, you know, like the Soggies and, you know, arguably Bertie, people, you know, there's a sl- and yourself, say, to, you know, a slower, more methodical build-up play. Um, it, it depends on the person. I think that certain people work better against others. Um, mm. For me, that that my sort of kryptonite is people who play the way I play against me. So when I, I remember playing Morris, I always struggle against Morris. Because again, I can't deal with the pressure. It's almost like playing in a mirror. You know, I, I don't yeah. like it. I'd rather be the, the sort of person on the, the the front foot. So when I'm on the back foot, I, I really struggle with the defensive and, and moving my players around to try and stop the press. Yeah, it's always it's always nice when you talk about me up 
last podcast because jam you always give me a bit of credit and then ash is always like eh, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's just, it's going to be interesting. As I said, I think by the time we come to the next podcast, there, there, there'll be a lot of movement um, and it will be very compact, you know, similar to what it is at the moment. I mean, obviously we've only played a couple of games, so I know it's uh, it's not always a true reflection, but I still think that, you know, it's it's going to be the story for this season, especially in that division. Um, it's going to be close. There's not going to be much in it. Um, and one result can move a lot in terms of positions. Um, Here's a question for you, though, regarding that division. Do you think there's anybody that can break into that top two? You know, you've mentioned Brian and Berger. Do you think there's anyone there that can you know, potentially um, get in the top? I mean, I'll take this first. What you're thinking, yeah. actually. For me, for me, there's, there's, there is a couple. So Sweaty this year is playing well, even though he's been a bit inconsistent. Ben is still playing well again, but he's inconsistent. The big shock for me when I played him um, in the uh, the preseason was Disco Duke. For me, I think he, if he had, if you give him Burger's team or Sweaty's team or my team or Ash's team, for me, he wins the division. The only reason he's down in tenth is because he is he has a far. Um, he has a you know sort of less uh, less good or you know less superior team mm. against some of the other big boys. He is a very very good player. Um, he and, defends you know, well, doesn't he? Disco seems to defend really well. Do you know what he I mean? just seems a really good all rounder, and I'm mm. surprised that he's in. T- even with a bad team, I'm surprised he's in tenth because I think he would be one that again he's got that sort of foot player mentality. You know, cutbacks and bloody skill moves and all that sort of stuff. I, I can't stand it, but. Uh, he, you know, he does really, really well. So I'm surprised he's down there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't played him yet. Um, I'm looking forward to that, um, as well as playing Top Cat and Mifa. Um It will be, it will be interesting. Right to round off the uh, the podcast before we say farewell. Um, we're going to talk about a game that we've picked out. Uh, funny enough, from this division, um, and that game was from the match day one and that was Ben AJ Cooper and me for Mika so um, obviously we've all sort of watched bits of the stream and um, watched it through um, and the, the reason that uh, you know we picked this game is just because of the contrast in the results um, I mean I'm going to come to you first say to get your thoughts on the on the games um, but you know it was sort of the it was almost like opposite the, the tail in the opposite mm. halves of the opposite games. Um, I mean, what did you make from the from what you watched? Right from in the first game, it was basically all over by half time. But um, I looked at it in the first sort of twenty minutes of that game. I thought, you know what? It's like it's, it's really good, quick passing being played, and um, Mika didn't get anywhere near him, didn't close him down, and it was a walk in the park. Um, and to be honest with you, I thought the fourth goal that uh, Ben scored was fantastic. That was like one of the goals of the season yeah. for me. Um, fantastic goal, team goal as well. Um, and he was doing all the ball. He's good at doing the ball rolls and all that sort of stuff. Um, in the second game, it was quite noticeable that uh, Mika shut him down a lot earlier in midfield. So when the ball was played into the into the middle, he was on him, and he didn't get hardly any time on the ball. Massive difference. I don't know what whether he changed to pressure or whatever he done. But I just felt that he nullified, um, he didn't give him as much time on the ball and basically made a big difference. And I thought deserved to win 4-1, if I'm honest. Not, made, not, maybe not by 4-1, but I think he deserved to win the game. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just it was it was the opposite half, wasn't it? I mean, as you say, it was it was over by half time in the first game, and then the second half in the second game, it it all went you know quite rampant. Yeah, um, he seemed to wake up in the second game, didn't he? Is it to say I'm not that bad to lose six nil because it's a humping, isn't it? Six nil is a thrashing, um, and he's probably thinking, Christ, I'm better than that. And and in the second game, he was more at it, you know. And 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 I'd also as well, I don't think Ben played well either in the second game, if I'm honest. Um, too many touches in the wrong areas, I thought. But yeah, that's my view. I think it was it was fair to three points each. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jam Ben in the past is, um, you know, he's had good season, um, and has sort of been uh, been around. And Mifa, you know, is new to the leagues. We we didn't know what to expect. Um, so, you know, to see him take that sort of result in that sort of fashion is a good um, it's a good introduction for Mifa. Yeah, I think, again, it's, it comes back to the point I said earlier on about consistency. And I think that, you know, last season I got four points, I think, off Ben, um, which effectively, again, unfortunately, handed the, the title to Berger. Um, but it was that situation where I think more consistency, you know, more sort of, um, you know, three points per match fixture as a minimum, um, Ben would be would be 100 he'd be up there all the time challenging for the, for the top of the division and this sort of is just a reflection of that again I think it's you how do you know how do you go from winning 6-0 to then losing 4-1 mm. um, it's Four and it, I guess past. it's if anything it's it sounds bizarre but it's it's harder to do what Ben did than, than, than what Mika did in the sense that for me if I've already lost the game similar to what Sadie said, I've sort of relaxed them because I'm like, oh, what's, you know, who fucking cares and whatever, you know, and then you sort of maybe go on and play more normal. Whereas if you've won a game, you should be then thinking, you know, oh, okay, yeah, so it's fine, you know, wanna, you know, you know if I get a draw or get a win, it's it's whatever. Um, so the fact that he then sort of seemed to capitulate in that second game was was quite surprising. Um, to be fair, I mean, again, Mika, Mika sums it up perfectly in his match report, you know, three early goals by Ben, that was you know, it was tie over and then it was just a case of how many Ben could put past him, um, and, and obviously the second game again just a different different game completely. Um, ben did try and fight back, but again it was um, I think it was it was definitely a tighter game the second game than the first for sure. Mm. Okay, um, yeah, again absolutely. it could have could have could have gone either way. I think maybe four one flatters him slightly, um, yeah. but it's but it was a good game. It was a good watch. Um, what would you add on to Matt Morris? Uh, what what did you take from the from the game? I think there's two ways to look at it. I think the better way of looking at it that's better for the narrative is that Mika conceded a couple of a couple of sloppy goals with his keeper one day early on that maybe should have been saved. Maybe Ed went down and then it, they just kept coming. He were trying to do too much to attack. We're getting left open at the back from Ben, who's a really good player, and then he's gone into the second game, started nil nil is. He's maybe thought, right, clean slate, let's go again. We don't have to fully attack. We can concentrate on the full game. And maybe Ben's been a bit too lackadaisical. But, you know, I've just thrashed him 6-1. It'll be easiest. And he's, he's done a comeback. But I think the more likely situation when I'm watching it is just one of those FIFA things where it's just... FIFA sometimes decides the game for you, doesn't it? It decides how you play. Like, you'll make passes that just won't go. Like, you can be playing one game... And every single pass will go to every one of your players. You'll do alt tackles, you get alt bounces, and then the next you get absolutely nothing. And that's what it looks like to me, to be honest. Um, I know when I played Ben in the past, he's, he's, he's a very, very good, frustrating player to play against, to be honest. Um, 
the, the, I think in our league games, it was one of the few games where if it hadn't have been a league game, I'd have been out of there by half time. I'd have quit. I wouldn't have finished playing that game. It's too, too difficult for me to play against. But I, I, I think I think I prefer the narrative that Mika has done a really good comeback there. He's, he's, you know, he's gone into the second game with a better, better, better game plan, better head on his shoulders, and it's shown him, you know, he's not a pushover. He's not a six-one defeat kind of person. It was a one-off. Yeah, and it was a cracking way to start off the season, um, you know, and uh, the the leagues. Right, we're yeah. going to leave it there uh, for today's episode. So, as always, thank you both, uh, Satie and Morris, for all coming on. Um, we'll start, obviously, with yourself, Morris. You can say your uh, your goodbyes, and, and thank you again for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Um, as soon as we're done here, I'll go change some nappies, do some feeding, all that jazz. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, Satie? I didn't, didn't realise Storm was back from America already. So. <laughs> 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 what do you mean, your daughter? Sorry, right, okay, fine. Son. Son, sorry, son. Right, sorry. <laughs> What's his name? What's his name, sorry? Archie. You didn't want to go with Satie, no? Right, no, Archie, right, sorry. <laughs> Archie, very cool. Um, Satie? Yeah, quick one. Just what I'd say this. Um, after what's happened this week, big thank you to Marcus Jonesy for creating this site. And it's amazing. And when we, when I thought we were losing it, I was devastated. And also a massive thanks to Joe for for what he does for the site and uh, and then you guys for doing the podcast and it all sounds a bit sentimental I know but it's just you know you don't realise sometimes till something's being taken away how good it is and um, just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that makes it work so that's it yeah no yes. absolutely absolutely um, Jam uh, you know as always we, how we talked at the beginning didn't we four years four years ago um, we uh, we talked in at a party with Marcus um, about relaunching the podcast, and um, you know we've been on a journey, um, and we're now what 85 episodes uh, episodes in, and um, possibly either by the end of the year or you know sort of early next year we will hit 100 episodes. Um, yeah, I mean it is it is crazy. I mean again the 100th episode, but maybe we need to we'll do a live one somewhere. We'll meet up. We'll 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 make it a big one. We'll make it a big one. Um, yeah, um, no. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll have a roaming reporter. We'll get Ryan to go around to people's houses. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, yeah. Look again, again a second slash third. What the, what the boys have just said there, obviously. Um, again, thoughts go out to Marcus. Obviously, whatever he's dealing with. Hope you're doing all right, mate. Um, again, you know the, the site gives. Um, I think. Um, I remember who said it now but someone put it really poignantly and said you know actually bizarrely i think it was storm <laughs> um said you know look you know it's no matter how much we crib about buddy scudo and player transfers and all that shite it pales in insignificance when we all thought we weren't going to have a, a site and we have to go and find somewhere else to play so i think for me you know it's like you said Satie, you don't know what you've got till it's gone so oh. again in, enjoy it you know have fun play your games you know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to get fucked off if, if I'm losing, but I'm not getting fucked off at the person. I'm getting fucked off at myself. So, again, uh, have fun and uh, and again, play play fair as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And uh, as I always say, if you want to come on a future episode of the podcast, please do PM either myself or Jam. It's love to have you on. It's really simple to get involved with. You can do it from the calm of your own chair, you know, on your Xbox, um, and you can just come and have a chat with us on here. Right. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, take it easy. Goodbye. <laughs>